Hey, do you love talking about BTS and your bias and what the members are up to and how you're going to cope with enlistment? And, you know, you're kind of all just by yourself because in real life, folks just don't seem to get it. Well, Afternoon Army has your back because we have launched a special offer for folks who want to join up. Um, you can go to uh, the Afternoon Delight Patreon account, and there is a link to this um, on our Instagram page, which is Afternoon Army. You can join up, and for $7 a month, you can come into community where we will give you access to a Discord where you can chat with hosts and other army. And also, um, you know, once a quarter, we're going to do a live Zoom support calls where we can bring folks together and we can talk about all the things that are happening in Bangtan or how we are coping with, uh, you know, the long nuclear winter to come. And also we want to give shout outs to folks who are supporting us in this way, helping um, us cover the cost of running a podcast. So just to shout out some folks who are in the podcast or in the Patreon, um, we have Nicole H, we have Lynn, we have Leslie, we have Lena, we have Katie, we have Cat Bear, we have Kara, we have Mama Choi, we have Mo Ship, and we have Noella GM just uh, to name a few. In addition, we have CC Me, Glammy, Callie Mom, and Becky. So you know what? Join us and let's not be alone during this time because this is when I think the fandom really can come together and help carry us all because the rest of 2023 is going to be wild and we shouldn't have to do it alone. So Visit us at Instagram, Afternoon Army, find that link to the Patreon, join up, and we'll get you connected into Discord where we have channels and chats to connect and talk, and also the goodness of doing uh, quarterly lives, as well as getting our ever-loving thanks, shout-outs on the podcast. So, Borje. Thinky, thirsty, and over 30. Welcome to Afternoon Army, a safe place for grown armies to dish and discover BTS. We are four ladies who just wanted to know their names and now can explain the meaning of Lachimolala. New to Army? No problem. Come along as we explore all the important businesses that Bangtan throws our way. Join us on the last Tuesday of every month as we hop in the clown car and drive to the circus. And stay tuned for shorter, snack-sized episodes between hosts and various correspondents. Because one thing we know is that content, well, it just keeps on coming. Hello, Megan and Allison. Hello. Hello. So we are now officially out of Festa. We are. You know, I felt like it came in a little nebulous and it left a little nebulous this year. <laughs> At least yeah. it wasn't as heartbreaking as last year, right? I mean, we're on a happier note, I guess. Bittersweet note, I guess. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know if I feel, mm, let's see. Here's how I feel is 
I felt a high degree of uncertainty after the 2022 Festa of what does this look like? Because remember when they finished the dinner, we didn't even know that Hobie was about to have a full album drop like three weeks later. Yeah. So, you know, there's a high degree of uncertainty of like, I don't know what any of this means. I don't know what this looks like. And as much as I do love the magic of when BTS is together, and I feel as if it's been so, it feels like it's been a long time now since it's happened, even though it hasn't been that long, like fall isn't that long away. It feels like it's been a long time. It's been a real pleasure to get to know them through the solo stuff. And so I'm hitting it differently this year because I've really, there hasn't been a solo album release that's been a miss for me. They've all been knocking it out of the park. And so I've been really into that. Yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised and excited to see their personalities come out through their albums and the different things that they're doing as solo artists. I also really love the freedom that they have, have like they've been enjoying um, doing things that I don't know that they might normally do, I guess, like taking chances on their sounds or taking chances on um, what they're putting out. Um, and like being, I feel like uh, V is like a, being a little bit more comfortable in his social media. Like we've had some fun posts from him lately. And I just feel like, you know, I really like that they're kind of evolving into that. I feel like they have a sense of freedom. Like they're just enjoying themselves a little bit more um, as they go into this like next chapter of what they're going to be doing. So I find that really exciting. So, okay. Because I have gotten a little bit, like I felt like there was no festa dinner, you know, like I didn't feel like we had a big, big capstone. I think the capstone was, well, I mean, I think there was meant to be the capstone, which was the big, um, the big event that uh, Namjoon hosted. So Megan, I feel like you have the best sense of like the timeline of kind of how we kind of like peter through festa. I have to admit, I was very much just like checked out and paying it. And I'm not a solo stan, but I was very much focused on the August D D day stuff. So that doesn't mean that like, I don't give a shit about anyone else. I'm only on like the August D train, but that's just like where I was spending a lot of my energy. And so, I mean, I feel like you have a better sense of the timeline. (laughs) So I took this um, timeline off of, and let me get the um, name, right. Hold on. It is us BTS army on Instagram at us bts army um and i just went on their instagram because they post daily on their grid all the time what's happening so i'm just gonna go down the highlights that i picked they also have charting information on there if you want to look at all that go for it but this is what i have highlighted so far or from what we can gather on 6 12 so we our last recording festa part one we did on 6 11 so on 6-12, we got the take two video of all the members together. Um, and it was like we had talked about, we had seen where there were stools. Um, and so, you know, we were like, oh, we're probably going to get them singing together or something of that sort. Um, and we did. And then we got a bong tom bomb about that recording as well on that day. And that was also the day that Taehyung went into his stories and just, kind of gave us a lot like there was some Hobie content there was some content of Namjoon like brushing his teeth in the background okay um Jimin dancing jumping off like the lifeguard tower 
Um, and then we got the really good video of him chewing on a Q-tip and showing something in like a plastic wrapped, I don't know what it was. Anyway, fun stuff. Um, and I told everyone screenshot or screen record what you want because his MO is to like delete all of it in an hour. So make sure you get the content that you want. Um, and then 613 was Festa. And I don't know that there was a lot of posting from Hybe or the company that day. I do know that they did a real push on TikTok where they um, had each member do like a, almost like a thank you video voiceover um, kind of thing about Festa. So that was kind of cool. Um, but we didn't get like anything really big. Um, on 614, we got J-Hope uh, and Louis Vuitton collab and they did some pictures and they were phenomenal. Um, that man looked amazing in those clothes and with those bags, um, the colors, the cut of the suits, like everything. It's, it's J-Hope. So like, what would we expect? Nothing less, obviously. And then 615, we get a behind the scenes of Diablo, um, which was interesting for a couple of reasons, because not that I personally noticed, um, but Yungi is in head to toe leather. I did notice. I'm just kidding. I did, <laughs> I did notice that. I did notice that. Um, and then on 616, we got Le Jazz de V, which was him singing in the stylings of jazz club singer. Um, singing it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas did I get that right is that what he I think that's what he said so he sang a Christmas carol type song and then he sang another jazz song um, which what I love were the memes that came out that said if Kim Taehyung says it's Christmas it's obviously Christmas I don't care that's 104 outside which I was like yeah why not and then we get on 617 we get a firework slash anniversary party in the park um, that Nanjun hosted. And we will get to that in a minute because that was a really interesting event. And then on 624 and 625, we get D-Day Seoul. And I just kind of feel like that closes the Festa chapter and the month of June for all of us in the BTS atmosphere. I say that now. I'll probably wake up tomorrow and they will have said, JJK1 is dropping on this day and here's the teaser for it. I'm sure that's what's going to happen. So I always have to eat my words on this podcast. But I, in a way, agree with Leah. There was so much content happening at the same time that Yungi was in Singapore and Japan, correct? Like, not only were we getting Festa content every day, but we're getting his content every day. He even, one of the days too, he posted, his little behind the scenes in Chicago um, or he was just walking around Chicago like a normal person would drinking a beer eat as uh, Leah pointed out eating a hamburger backwards yeah upside down upside down which is so great so where would you all like to start you know okay I would like to start just big picture with where emotionally did where did where emotionally did Festa land for you as a fan and you know we're not we're not baby army and we're not og army we're like that pandemic western army so how did you feel about festa overall i think this was my first festa where i sort of understood what was happening and i was overwhelmed but also very proud of myself like pacing myself throughout it all like 
I was like, I don't have the brain width to watch Bang Bang Chan all night. And so I just like popped in when I could and went to sleep. Like, I'm like, yes, I would love to stay up and watch these amazing performances, but I don't have that. Um, So I think that because I just took in the pieces that I could and enjoyed them, I feel sort of stable emotionally, I will say, Um, where I felt unstable emotionally was consuming D-Day content because that was a full-time job Um, and sort of FESTA adjacent because it wasn't directly FESTA, but it was very much BTS and like all consuming in that way. Um, I felt some of it was like, didn't hit in the right spot. Um, Not necessarily because they weren't all together. I just felt like there was something that I needed emotionally that maybe this FESTA didn't provide. And that's not on them by any means it's like just where I was mentally um and I I enjoyed the content um and I'm glad that I paced myself through it but there was just some like pieces that were missing do you want me to jump in yeah go for it I I don't know how because I'm not on I mean like look I feel like BTS is like pizza and I'll just eat pizza any which way i mean i like school lunch pizza and by no means was bts fast to like school lunch pizza but i don't mind school lunch pizza i'm just saying like i like pizza so i like bts i'm gonna be an easy sell like you're never gonna get me to be like oh that's not for me that being said i think what hit me interestingly is that i i still am really excited to see where bts is gonna go as a unit like as a whole unit and I think that some of the thing, some of their music that they've released as a whole group since B, look, I think it's a product of both like their explosion in the West, which like Permission to Dance was kind of like the end of that, like, you know, Dynamite Butter saga. And then also we moved into like Enlistment and Change was going to happen. So we had proof and Run BTS is a fun song. Yet to come felt very much like what a take two is kind of like a nostalgic, like we just want to like love you fans, but like, you know, it didn't, it's not like anything off map of the soul seven or, you know, love your, you know, like there's a lot of, it doesn't feel like especially innovative, but that doesn't mean to me, like I've seen people be like, oh, I feel like BTS is now tired and they don't have, and I'm like, no, I don't think it's tired. I think it's just the timing is like off a little bit. And so I don't even feel remotely concerned that there's like no more creativity left in the group. I just think that they've hit all these like deadlines and timing and things that are just hard to grapple with. That being said, their solo stuff has been to me a delightful surprise. Like each one has been really knocking it out of the the park for me. I love seeing their POVs. I love seeing how they kind of want to show up and tell their stories. And they all have surprised me. And so I felt like coming back to Festa because Festa was all recorded super early and look, they weren't trying to like do anything shocking or surprising or innovative. This was just meant to be like, kind of like a little warm hug. And I feel like we're coming off of D-Day, Face, Indigo, and, you know, Jack in the Box, which are all like pow, 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 pow. And then we're back to like pastel khaki family photo. 
which I'm like, okay, but eh, just like, yeah, it just like, it, it felt like it played it very, very safe for having seen them take some risks that have really paid off, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think more of like, I felt like it was like the trad in the tradition of Festa, this is what we're doing. Like we're all together, we're taking the family photo. Um, we're not having the dinner, but we're doing all of these things. Um, I'll say as a content creator, it was very overwhelming um, to keep up. And I certainly could not keep up every single day with what was going on. Um, but as a army, as a fan, and like we said before, we're kind of middle pandemic army. Um, I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it because I was really curious in the beginning on how they were going to celebrate Festa without everyone being together. And I think they did a pretty good job of it, giving us new content, fresh content, but also kind of taking us back a little bit. Um, and I enjoyed that. Um, kind of like Leah, like BTS, they can have a video of them doing laundry. And I'm going to be like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And I'm going to watch it for seven more hours. I'm just going to watch this on repeat. So um, I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed other ARMY creators who did really great compilation videos and did really great storytelling during Festa. I thought that was really exciting. And on a really personal note, for me as ARMY, um, Festa was a really great time to reflect on the relationships I've made um, since becoming ARMY. And I feel like that is part of the magic too, is that it gives you a chance to really look at the last year. You know, we were talking in group chat about like, what la how last festa was and how like some of us are real devastated about it you know had like a hard time with it i mean we still can't watch that festa video again like it's uh, the clips like don't give me the clips right but you know i think that the great thing about bts and army is that we're always evolving but it is really about the relationship and you can call it parasocial you can call it whatever that's fine but real relationships have been cultivated while being in this fandom and while being part of ARMY. And I think that's a really important part of, of the experience. So while I went into this with no expectations and I was not someone who was uh, involved every single day, like I wasn't watching every clip there. I, I still haven't watched that Bongtan bomb. Like I, I'll just be honest, there's so much other content coming out. I will. Um, and that's what it's for. It's like always to be there. So emotionally, I think, I handled Festa pretty well, um, considering that I really felt that, and we'll get to it, when Namjoon did his little show in the park, he was saying goodbye. Um, and that felt really final. Um, there were some things that he said that just kind of felt really final. So, you know, emotionally, yeah, it, it was okay. Um, I'm excited to see what they're going to do next. Um, because like Leah had said, with all their solo projects, they're just evolving. Um, in really exciting ways. But that being said, I think that the request I have, you know, hi, if you're listening, big hit PD is like, I don't want to always see when the group is together. And I mean, like, look, I don't think this has been the case before. And I don't think it's going to be the case going forward. So maybe I'm just being like extra like blah. But I would like to see. I don't know. I think part of what makes me enjoy BTS is that it feels like there's something really humanizing in it. Like it's nice to see good in people. It's nice to like the fandom and the friendships I make in the fan. Like it's beyond the members, you know, I, it makes me feel more just like, 
I don't know, hopeful about people (laughs) coming together. And I like having friends within the fandom. I like seeing how the members show up and they always are surprising and, you know, touching to me. And I want to feel trusted as a fan that like we can handle them just being whoever they are. Like, I don't want to see like the most watered down version of them because it feels the most mainstream. I'm happy to see them be like, I don't think, I mean, maybe I'm being naive, but I don't feel like they're sitting on a lot of secret ick that like, if they like, let it hang out, I'd be like, ah, no way. Like they're disgusting. Like, I just think we can see them in their vulnerability more and their humanness more. And so it feels like sometimes the control is so high. And in this case, I mean, again, you're trying to create stuff as like, you know, when you, I think of like whoever was doing the content creation, they're trying to do this in like the fall for like many, many months, like, you know, like what, eight, nine months out. And not knowing like where they're going to be at. So, I mean, that's a hard task to do. So I get playing it safe. And yet I'm like, why not do some sort of a dinner, even if it is just a couple of members and let, I would love, I think, I think I would have loved to have seen them, the like seen folks reflect in more current, like the now of how is this feeling? How is this going? Like what's been liberating and what's been hard? You know, I just would have liked to have seen kind of like a member check-in for those who are out on like how this is all going for them because we get different perspectives from different members. You know, like we see Yungi out there doing his little like workhorse tour where he's like seven members in the future, like we're going to do this, go. And then, you know, we see other um, members just being a little bit more like cards are close to the chest and energetically things feel a little bit like, you know, all over the place. And so it just would have been interesting for me personally to have just seen them like take some stock and be, I felt like they trust, I mean, maybe it was that they got bit in the ass last year by being open and then the press took it and ran with it. But you know what? Like take knocks and keep going, like be who you are and don't keep like trying to hide that back because that's what makes it special. Yeah, I think they a missed opportunity would, I mean, maybe not missed opportunity, but would, what would have been really cool is if they could have done Sichwita with everyone that was still there, the five of them, just kind of sat around and drank and ate fish cakes or whatever they want and talked. And it didn't have to be a formal dinner, but it could have just been something that they were doing together. And like Leah said, just kind of hash out their feelings and like, what's happening for you? What's happening next? Like where, you know, what are we doing? Where are we going from here? And I don't know if there's an, they don't have the freedom to do that or they just like Leah said, because the reaction after last Vesta was so rough that they just thought, nah, we're just going to skip that this year. Well, and they got so much like blackboard of like how everything was communicated after that and so it doesn't surprise me that they're like okay here's here's what we created with all of them we're going to make this as safe as possible yes and when you try to go safe that broadly it can just be a little bit like yeah it's just I'm trying to think of the right word like bland yes but I don't feel like that bland is the right word I'm just couching on it just felt just felt very safe, like the safest of the safes down to like the khakis and like the candy colored cardigans. Like it just felt safe, 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 like Sunday school safe. Yeah. And incongruent with what we're getting in every other area. Yes. Of like 
completely different than D-Day, completely different than V standing up in a small stage singing jazz, completely different than JK falling asleep for, you know, 30 minutes and us, you know, 6 million people watching, like those aren't necessarily safe things. And those are happening at the same time as khakis and pastel colors. So it's just a disconnect. Yeah, I wish they could have done like karaoke or something. Like that would have been fun. <laughs> just throw the five of them like here, sing some songs, have some fun, let loose with some shots, right? Like everyone has to take a shot. Now sing this, you know, I don't know. Just like, yeah, it was safe and that's okay. And I kind of have to look at it in the perspective too, um, especially because, you know, some of our listeners are newer army. They're baby, can, what is considered baby army this being their first festa and like that is comforting to them seeing them all together right um and so i think that they kind of had that in mind too that it was like oh well this will be a comfort like leah said it's like a blanket it was like a nice like a warm hug a nice little blanket that they threw on us like here take that with our rainbow sherbet outfits that are real cute yeah and i'm just speaking for me that i think i could have used more just like I don't mind if it's rough. I mean, look, after last Festa, I don't mind if it's, yeah, I mean, I don't mind if it's, I mean, I would like to not be traumatized. I mean, if they need to do that, that's fine. I can, I'm an adult. I can sit with it, but like, I just feel like I could be trusted more. And I think most of army, I mean, army's a, overall army is quite smart pretty rad. I mean, like always there's like outliers of like folks like who might not be behaving in a way that like we wish they would. But overall, I would say that like the majority of folks that I've met and interacted with, everyone's pretty cool. And so I just think like, it's okay to just show up and kind of be like, even if you're like, I don't even know how I feel right now. Like I just, this is all a lot and I don't know what to say. And it's hard to know what to do. And like, you're going away for two years and I don't know what I feel. I was like, okay, but that feels honest. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. It does the honesty. So, and that becomes like that interesting question, which is a podcast for a different time of like, what are we owed as fans? Probably not a lot, but we are investing a lot of, nobody's asking us to invest that time, but like, it is like a transactional arrangement to some degree. And so I guess, yeah, I just want to like make it feel like if people want to show up and be how they want to be, even if it's not like particularly pretty, I want them to feel okay about it. I agree. Mm-hmm. I do have a question though. Yeah, go for it. Do we think that V's solo project is going to be a jazz project? Are we going to make predictions? I don't think it's going to be a hundred percent jazz. I think they'll be jazz, but I don't know. I mean, I just feel like Christmas tree and, you know, some of those other songs have just sweet night. Sweet night. Mm-hmm. Like they just have such a flavor and they've been such successes that I think it'd be a little odd if they like ignored the fact that those are like bust out commercial successes. I, d- I mean, I don't like, as I never know what to expect and I never have an expectation. I'm excited for it. And then I'm excited to see what he's going to do. And I think he does have a great voice for jazz. Um, and I would love to see him collab with Lady Gaga. Um, we've all said that before. Um, and I don't know if you guys caught the tweet, but she did tweet that she was working on a special project within like 24 hours of him um, putting out his Le Jazz Davy. So that got a lot of traction um, on social media. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, 
I'm excited either way. I wait every day. I wake up thinking we're going to get an announcement of the next solo project to drop. And I mean, not yet, but hopefully soon. I've stopped guessing. I've stopped predicting. I'm just like waking up every day and being like, okay, what is it today? And sometimes it's not a whole lot. And <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's sometimes it's life changing. So yeah, sometimes it's L Captain X. Um, like doing posts for Yungi where he uses a meme, an army created meme that was making fun of Yungi. Like that's that is top tier entertainment, you guys. Like I can't. I love it so much. Good job, kid. Yeah, good job, kid. And then he did the he did the seagull like bending over back like its neck is like over backwards and it says she ball I don't know if you guys have seen that one it's so like it's so funny and he put the first one saying the first picture was him on stage and he said good job kid and then when he slid like he went to the next picture it was the um seagull meme and I was like oh my gosh this is too good like oh I am intimately familiar with El Capitan's Instagram <laughs> like there's not a post that he's put recently that I haven't looked at because they're gold. His his Instagram is quite nice. I love that he has friends that Raz. I mean, we already knew BTS Raz him, but like I love he has other friends that like Raz him like that. Like it's my favorite thing. So good. Should we talk a bit about um, you know, the big soul festival that happened? Um, which look, I'm gonna admit that I was I think that was like that hit at a time that I was really busy. <laughs> and so I missed a lot of it. Um, and this was kind of like the capstone. But I mean, I did watch, you know, Nam June on stage. And look, I just want to talk about the elephant in the room, which is he didn't, I mean, I don't think he did recognize Jungkook's voice. And people have said, like, oh, it's a joke. I I mean, I I watched it. It doesn't seem like it was a joke because I think if it was a joke, like there'd be a punchline. <laughs> it was awkward. I'm someone who has secondhand embarrassment and I had secondhand embarrassment and I've watched it multiple times and I still have secondhand embarrassment. I, I really, I don't think he really knew that was him. I've seen both sides say he called in early. He knew I've seen them say like Leah, you were saying you saw something that said possibly he was still confused about it, whatever. But like it was, I don't even know how to explain it. You have to see it to believe it because you can read all the things that are said. But if you look at, at Namjoon's face, if you look at the look on his face, I don't think he knew what day it was like not in a bad way I just don't think he knew what was who was calling and then he was like wow you have a really good voice like I can't I can't take this anymore I can't watch it I won't I will watch him do his singing but I can't watch that part for secondhand embarrassment I just it's too uncomfortable for me he's it starts out like I've been your fan since whatever days it's whatever group he was in or whatever he was doing before and then Namjoon's like oh so for a really long time and he's like yeah you inspired me to be a singer and he's like oh wow amazing and he's like do you want to sing something and he's like sure and then he starts singing take two and the crowd which is the best part the crowd is going wild because the crowd knows right and he's like that's really impressive. And then you hear this voice go, Hyung, 
Yeah, it's me. Like, it's literally so me. <laughs> it's like, and I mean, like, look, in fairness, I'm an oldest child, not, no, I'm doing not, well, you know, he is an oldest child, but, um, you know, he's also holding together. Like, I get what it's like when you have to be like in go mode and you're like holding together a thing and you're just focused on like all these parts of like trying to just make sure this is all going to happen. And so I can see how, I mean, I can see how, and I don't, I don't want to use the podcast as a spot, as a vehicle for me just to do speculation, because I don't think that that's worth anyone's time, but it does make me just like, I'm just going to say like, it makes me be like, Nam June, like, how we doing, buddy? How we doing? Yeah. I, and I agree with you because I feel like, I feel like that event was a big deal in my mind. And I am a pandemic army. I have not been army very long. I have seen old videos where they used to do events like this outside. Like they used to do tabled events where they all sat down and answered questions or they do like live events with like a host kind of in a, like a Ryan Seacrest kind of way, but like not Ryan Seacrest where they would like sit in these chairs and like talk to the audience. Right. Or call in shows. It's been a long time since they've done anything like that. It's been a long time since they've had, um, or in my opinion, an event like that. So I think there was like, like you said, Leah, he was in this mode of like, I'm going to do this and it's for Festa and we're closing this down and it's a big deal. I mean, there was an uh, astronomical amount of people there. Um, I think they said like something like 400,000 people showed up for this event, something like crazy like that. So like, I think there was, and like normally a lot of pressure um, for this event. Um, and it was like the big Festa event. So I agree with you there. And so like, yeah, I can kind of go, yeah, I mean, he probably was not prepared for that way, the way that call went. And I don't know, like, wouldn't you just think that if JK called in, he'd be like, Hey, it's me. It's JK. What's going on? Like, what are you doing? And instead he was like, hello. He had like this little voice when he called it. So like, <laughs> I don't know. What did you say, Leah? I like that part. I mean, that was funny. And then the fact that Taehyung called right after. And look, we're going to talk about the fact that Taehyung, somebody help his adrenal system because the amount of flying that that boy did, like in June, like May, June, it was like Europe back, Europe back. I think it was three Europe backs in like, you know, with like two day turnarounds. And so when he got on the phone, it was just kind of like, I don't even know what fucking year it is as, you know, like he's just trying to get through this call. And it was pretty funny because like at that point too, like, he's like, wasn't he like, how many people are there? And like, now June tells him, and then he's like, can you see them? How many are there? And he's like, I just told you like, okay, I'm going to go. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? He's like, now imagine trying to talk. I mean, V on a good day is going to be like, you know, a bit out to lunch. And I say that with like all due respect, like I would, I would hang with him 24 seven. I think he's awesome. But to have him like completely discombobulated on the phone layered on top of it. And he's just come off the flustering of, you know, I'm just going to stick with the, my opinion, which is my read on it was that he didn't know. Some people were like, oh, it was a big funny joke. To me, it just didn't look like he knew. And so he probably was a little flustered. And then went right into this call with Taehyung, where Taehyung's just like 
jet lag, like, what's up? Like, blah, blah. <laughs> like, you know, now I'm just on the stage, like, Jesus Christ. Like, I got to like keep the show going here. It was pretty amazing. It, it was. And there were some really good highlights from that show too. You know, he, um, one of my favorite things that he said was that he like really appreciates army that is trying to learn Korean because mm-hmm. learning foreign language is really hard. And I thought that was like a really sweet shout out. Um, because there are some of us that have really tried to do that. Like that's a big goal of ours to do. Um, and so I just thought that was kind of cool. And I like the way that he talked to army and like was hopeful for the future and had a lot of like really great things to say. He also performed a couple songs, made the comment that this is probably the last time I'm going to be performing live, which I don't really want to talk about, but we can. Let's talk about his performance because again, here's the thing is I feel like we're like dogging him a little bit and I don't mean to. We're not, I'm a, I'm a Namjoon bias. I love him. Okay. Like first of all, he showed up in the daddiest dad jeans to ever dad jean. Okay. He's wearing like some like carpenter jean outfit with like this shirt over and it only he could make it look good, but also can one of the stylists just let him wear that sleeveless white t-shirt sleeveless stop covering it up. He has worn that same shirt three times at three different events and they keep putting another shirt on top of it. And we just let him have his arms out, please. Like for the love of God, that and the, yeah, like he wore a tiny life jacket and put an Instagram picture of it, which is so endearing. I can't like, but yes, Leah, let's talk about his I was just going to say he like everything, like he got on the stage and just ate it. Like, I was just like, you did so good. Like no crumbs, just crushed it. And that, you know, I was like, damn, like you are so good at what you do, sir. Yeah. And like, when does anyone really know when the last time he did intro persona and just sounded that good on it as if he'd been doing it every day for like the last 10 years? Like, Didn't he do it at his little solo show when I he had that was just Indigo, it? but I honestly can't remember. I think it was uh, one of the last ones he did. I just rewatched it. And oh, I'm, maybe. Then maybe. Yeah. Okay. I, well, good. Yeah. Like, it's just because he's so good at performing it. Like, yeah, I, I just rewatched that recently. And I was like, RM, you're amazing. Amazing. And then also shout out to the army that were there that day. They left zero trash. And I just mm. need to get that out there that they, uh, there was, I think Allison shared it, an NPR, um, like Instagram reel. Um, of someone that was talking about the event and then as he's talking you can see people in the background with big garbage bags that have the army logo on them picking up trash which I thought was really cool because when you get that many people in a space like that it I've seen the aftermath of festivals in the west and it did not look like as pretty as we let army we army left that park so shout out to army for that because that's amazing all right I want to just talk about next year 2024 it's gonna be <laughs> so, like Jin's already been like well I got you I got you like I'm getting out and like here I am any predictions for what's gonna happen next year I don't have a prediction of what is gonna happen next year the only thing that I can really think of is that um the company itself will rely heavily on rebroadcasting concerts and having those you know that like those that kind of content because like 
we're not going to get a song. I mean, I just don't think that that's something that can happen. Again, I have been wrong before. I don't know how the magic machine of Hybe Big Hit works. I don't know what they have in their vault. Wish I did. I don't. But I think it'll be interesting from a content perspective of what they will put out there and how they will celebrate Festa next year. Look, if they give me gin at a table with a bunch of food and a cake, just playing video games and riffing on life, I'm, I'll watch. I will get up at whatever time they tell me that that's airing and I will watch it because that's just the kind of gal that I am. I just want to just say as a non sequitur, but not really, I just miss Jen. Oh, so much. Yeah. I, I got uh, in my algorithm today, a reel of him and the shoulders are just shouldering. And I'm like, you're telling me this man is going to have a military glow up as well. What I, I did, but I also miss his like the laugh and the quirkiness and just him being around like, what would have been like if he could have called into that radio show or that like <laughs> that just, event, right? Like, and I think he's perfectly fine on his own. He can handle and yes. it's got to feel weird to come out and then be the only one out. Cause I mean, he's going to get out. So we're under a year now with Jen. We are under a year. We hit that 365 around like June 12th, I think. So, you know, we're on the countdown now, which feels good. But then the next one is going to be Hobie like early, mid October. And so he's got a lot, like he's got what July, August and September to keep it down before anyone else gets out. And it will be, I mean, like when the two of them are out, I think they're going to have great energy to bounce around each other, but it's going to just, I just, it's got to feel weird. It's got to feel a lot of pressure. I mean, it's just, we've talked about this before, but coming out once everyone's in and there will have been a gap for at least probably six months if they all go in by the end of this year, which is what they've said they're going to do. I mean, it's going to be some crazy fans. <laughs> Us included. <laughs> I mean, Jen is such a good, his content, like when you go back and watch his content, um, like when he did Maple Story or when he did that with Chef Bake, he is really good at what he does mm -hmm. and like we can all joke like oh he's silly and he's like the original Mahme and he's all these no he like knows what he's doing like he is like a professional one thing I would love for him to be able to do when he is out on his own is to have a some type of cameo in a drama because he was supposed to be an actor and I just feel like I just need him to pop in somewhere as like obviously not himself but like, I just think that would be really cool for him and like just a really big full circle moment for him. But like, I'm excited to see what he will do in that three month period where it's just us, like him and ARMY just giving us the content that we deserve, right? Like I just, I can't wait because I think he is so funny and so endearing and it, it'll be, I just think it'll be interesting, but it'll be so much fun. Like it's gonna be a wild ride. Kevin, like, do you think he'll put out new music, like work with other artists and do like another song since we only got one from him? I think, I think we'll get more of an album. I mean, we're going to know a lot more, I think, once we see what V and JK put out, but I'm assuming at this point that we're going to get, you know, at least an EP from everyone, if not an LP. 
so yeah, I'm assuming that's going to happen. I mean, I've just, you know, that seems likely, but I would love that. Yeah, me too. Look, the more I watch him, the more I just think, you know, nobody's ever, have we really under, have people underrated him? I don't know. It's just the more I see him, the more I'm always impressed by him. I just think his vocals are so beautiful, so stable, and he just is the whole package of a performer. And I am really excited. I just think he's still like a little bit more mysterious because he's not going to get to have his solo chapter until like after of like, what's he, what's he going to bring? Like, what's he going to do? And I'm excited for whatever it is, because I just think he's a cool dude. I hope that he gets a lot of confidence while he's in, you know, this past year, two years and figures out, oh, here's my voice, you know, and here's where my skill sets are and grows in confidence with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd love to see his take on the music that he wants to make. And I'm not saying that the astronaut wasn't something that he wanted to make. Cause I very much feel like that's something that he wanted to make, but like, it's been so fun. Like I just keep going back to like Hobie and his solo. Like that was so fun to see a completely different J-Hope that I was not expecting at all. And so I, that's, what's been really fun about the solos. Like we've said before is that you kind of get, a different side, like even Jimin, you know, like I did not know what to expect from him. We got great things from him. The face is beautiful. Like, I love it. Also, Yoongi, I, some of it I expected, some of it I didn't. Like some of it was surprising to me and not in a bad way, just in like a really cool evolution of a solo project. And like, I'll always say Indigo is no skips. I mean, mo- all their albums really are no skips, but like Indigo surprised me in such a way because every single song feels like a different genre and could be a totally different album, different artists, yet it's one package. It's one person. Um, and I just found that really fascinating. So I am looking forward to see what Jin has um, in his back pocket and like where he wants to explore his musical talents because he's very talented. And I don't know, like what you said, Leah, if he's actually underrated, but I feel like sometimes I think there's seven of them. And I think sometimes it'd be hard to like, you know, everybody has their thing. Everybody's doing their thing all the time. And so it's like, sometimes you do go, oh yeah, I forgot that. Like, this is what he sounds like. Oh, I forgot that that's the bridge that he sings. Oh, I forgot that that's, you know, what this is. And so it's also a good time for us as army and newer army to kind of get more familiar with the music and get more familiar with the sound because then when they come out with new sounds it's like oh wow look at how that evolved like look at how that journey look at the journey they went on and look at how that sound evolved and that's really exciting too Mm -hmm. so what's next an album from i think v i mean there was like some talk it was jk but it seems like it's going to be v this is my assumption then we have yungi doing the dome and soul for three nights. Then I think we have, I mean, we might get an enlistment in July. I don't know, but if not, then we're certainly starting to get some real enlistments after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that JK, the obviously. On, yeah. Are tickets on sale for the dome? Not yet. Like Howard, not yet. You have, big, like, plans. You have big plans, Allison? <laughs> so how much not is the flight to South Korea? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a quick little trip right at the beginning of august i'll be right back <laughs> go for it 
We can manifest it. If anyone wants to bless us with tickets, we are there to receive them. Just putting it out there. We'll receive. We'll receive. I can't even imagine. Okay. They said it's been, obviously it's been more days than that, but like on Sunday or something, it was like 65 days that we've been doing Mm D-Day. And I just, yeah. Okay. Like the content is so giving all the time. Grateful. Very grateful. I'm a little tired. I'm not even, I, he's a bias wrecker for me. Right. But here I am involved in the thick of it. I jumped all the way in the hole head first, like no turning back at this point. I just, how do you guys do it? It's, it's a rough life. Let me tell you. I mean, last weekend I slept five hours because I had to do the 3 a.m. soul live stream and then turn around, do a whole day of like parenting and then hit the 1 a.m. live stream just for him to be like, psych, I'm actually doing three more. And I'm like, look, I would have been, even if you had told me before, I still would have been here. I think I've seen the D-Day show and I think I had counted it was either eight or nine times at that point. If you count the times I've seen it live, which was twice. In the theater for Japan, the two live streams that I paid for with Weavers, and then like a couple of like the social media streams from like the East Coast in Chicago. Yeah. Now what? I'm going to pay to watch it three more times. Yeah. I mean, that's what I said. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, that was a hard realization for me to go. I watched, I've seen this concert twice in person, once on someone else's live stream. I was not able to go to the theater, but I did my body woke me up, which is like such a weird thing when you're army. I don't know if that happens to any other army, but that your body, mm-hmm. your soul just rises. Like you just know he's <laughs> rising from the, the like stage. So you also rise. I don't mm-hmm. know how that happens. Um, so both nights I was like, I'm just not like FOMO, whatever. I'll get it. I'll get the clips. And here I am just wide awake, might as well t- tune in. And then we're like, I'm sitting while well, laying in bed, watching it on what is Sunday morning for me? And he's like, just kidding. Three more days in August. And I was like, and you also will be up for those shows. Don't yep. even kid yourself. You will be up for those shows. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. That's what, that's what I'm going to do. Yep. Right. Cause it, you have to. Yeah. Also they're going to rebroadcast those uh, two concert one or two, both of them um, sometime this week. They the are. Universe. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it's starting to feel crazy, but also amazing. I mean, Psy, come on. Psy showed up, which that is one of my favorite songs. And also Psy looks amazing. The man can still move like goals. Okay, Psy, drop the whole wellness routine because I need to know how I stay that fit. Like, and that like, your cardio is amazing. Like I did, it was great. It was um, so great. So Cy was born 1977. So actually he, he's a rare Opa for me. He's uh you're older than me. Okay. Opa for us all. Oh, Cy. Opa. <laughs> Opa Cy. <laughs> but also he is my age. He looks way better than me. Like he is so much more fit than I am, which is like, that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, drop the wellness routine. Like Go on your Instagram like Namjoon does and give us the workout every day. Like, I need to know how you're 
because he looked amazing. And the best part was like, Yungi's like, oh, I might mess up this cardio. I mean, not cardio, this choreo. When they start dancing, he's like, I don't know if I remember this. And then literally does it perfect. I love him for that. It's my favorite thing about him. I do. My only sadness is that that wasn't the night JK was there. Yes. Because I would have really loved to have seen. There's nobody who that that better than. I mean, like besides the two of them, than JK. <laughs> right. I feel like he was probably like real sad about it too. He was like, what? I missed it. Um, also the three of them just living the Maknae line, just living their best life on night two. Amazing. Uh, amazing. Yeah, I loved it. And I just want to give a, you know, we're gonna have to wrap this up in a second, but a shout out to the long hair bodyguard. <laughs> we just really, I mean, we have angry bodyguard who was happy that night. He's really cute. And then we had long hair bodyguard who's just a treat every time. He looks like that actor that was in love to hate you. Like I, I thought it was him. Like I was like, Oh, he was at the concert. And then I read the comment and it was like, no, he's the bodyguard. And I was like, they could be twins. Like they look so much alike. It's crazy. But yeah, long hair, the long hair bodyguard. It's become like a little, I look at the photos and then I look who's around them way more than I used to. It used to just not register for mm-hmm. me but now I'm like oh there there he is <laughs> hello I'm so yeah. glad that um grumpy bodyguard was actually happy that night because he deserves happiness like he he does <laughs> I honestly think it was like the feral Americans that just had him in like the worst mood because he was like on, he had to be on his, his a game every time when he was at a concert here in the U.S. because we're just feral like he was like I gotta save this man from these people <laughs> I'm trying um, to look up that actor's name. Um, oh, Kim Ji Hoon. Um, that's who you look. He, yeah, yeah. Good but talk. he he cut his hair, so oh. it used to be long, and then he cut it recently. I I follow him on Instagram as well. So you should. Yeah, I, I mean, everybody should. Yeah, for sure. His content is real fun. I think that we hydrate. Yes. And we take two. Yes. Because <laughs> there do. is the best is still yet to come. <laughs> it is. And yeah. we are continuing to manifest Tony Montana. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have three more chances and I, it has to happen. It has to happen. I think we want it too bad and he's like you want it too bad I'm not I want it too bad bad. because he made me want it that's what I was gonna say (laughs) he brought it up the man himself brought it up I wouldn't I would have been like whatever it's your concert you do what you want but he is the one that brought it up first yeah it's his on you you I put it on him completely it is all his fault 100 (laughs) percent 100 Yeah, there's no, oh, this is your concert now when you brought that into my psychology. And then like double down on it and then double down on it again. No, at this point, deliver. I just love the absolute deer in headlights look that Jimin gets every time he brings it up to Jimin. And he's like, he looks at the camera like, oh God, what? don't panic. It's fine. We'll support it. Just get out there. Do your thing. Army's crying. Save us. Like, yeah, bring do the it magic. For, do it for Army. 
for army. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to hydrate and be ready for take two. All right. Let's do this. Let's do it. Borhe. Borhe. Can't get enough of BTS? Cool. Neither can we. So between shows, why don't you hop on over to at Afternoon Army on Instagram and join the conversation. Want to support us as a newer podcast hitting the scene? Share the love by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. And last, but certainly not least, don't forget to check out the other pod in our network, Afternoon of Delight K-Drama. Deep dives from three romance authors with new episodes every Wednesday.